that every time you breathe a grown-up dies and peter was killing them off indictively as fast as possible then having given the necessary instructions to the redskins he returned to the home where an unworthy scene had been enacted in his absence panic-stricken at the thought of losing wendy the lost boys had advanced upon her threateningly it will be worse than before she came they cried we shan't let her go let's keep her prisoner ay chain her up in her extremity an instinct told her to which of them to turn toodles she cried i appeal to you was it not strange she appealed to toodles quite the silliest one grandly however did toodles respond for that one moment he dropped his silliness and spoke with dignity i am just toodles said he and nobody minds me but the first who does not behave to wendy like an english gentleman i will blood him severely he drew back his hanger and for that instant his son was at noon the others held back uneasily then peter returned and they saw at once that they would get no support from him he would keep no girl in the neverland against her will wendy he said striding up and down i have asked the redskins to guide you through the wood as flying tires you so thank you peter then he continued in a short sharp voice of one accustomed to be obeyed tinkerbell will take you across the sea wake her nibs nibs had to knock twice before he got an answer though tink had really been sitting up in bed listening for some time who are you how dare you go away she cried you are to get up tink nibs called and take wendy on a journey of course tink had been delighted to hear that wendy was going but she was jolly well determined not to be her courier and she said so in a still more offensive language then she pretended to be asleep again she says she won't nibs exclaimed aghast at such insubordination whereupon peter went sternly toward the young lady's chamber tink he rapped out if you don't get up and dress at once i will open the curtains and then we shall all see you in your negligee footnote negligee nightgown and footnote this made her leap to the floor what who said i wasn't getting up she cried in the meantime the boys were gazing very forlornly at wendy now equipped with john and michael for the journey by this time they were dejected not merely because they were about to lose her but also because they felt that she was going off to something nice to which they had not been invited novelty was beckoning to them as usual crediting them with a nobler feeling wendy melted dear ones she said if you will all come with me i feel almost sure that i can get my father and mother to adopt you the invitation was meant specially for peter but each of the boys was thinking exclusively of himself and at once they jumped with joy but won't they think us rather a handful nibs asked in the middle of his jump oh no said wendy rapidly thinking it out it will only mean having a few beds in the drawing-room they can be hidden behind the screens on first thursdays peter can we go 
they all cried imploringly. They took it for granted that if they went, he would go also, but really, they scarcely cared. Thus children are ever ready, when novelty knocks, to desert their dearest ones. All right, Peter replied with a bitter smile, and immediately they rushed to get their things. And now, Peter, Wendy said, thinking she had put everything right, I am going to give you your medicine before you go. She loved to give them medicine, and undoubtedly gave them too much. Of course, it was only water, but it was out of a bottle, and she always shook the bottle and counted the drops, which gave it a certain medicinal quality. On this occasion, however, she did not give Peter his draught, for just as she had prepared it, she saw a look on his face that made her heart sink. Footnote. Draught. Portion. and footnote. Get your things, Peter, she cried, shaking. No, he answered, pretending indifference. I am not going with you, Wendy. Yes, Peter. No. To show that her departure would leave him unmoved, she skipped up and down the room, playing gaily on his heartless pipes. She had to run about after him, though it was rather undignified. To find your mother, she coaxed. Now, if Peter had ever quite had a mother, he no longer missed her. He could do very well without one. He had thought them out, and remembered only their bad points. No, no, he told Wendy decisively. Perhaps she would say I was old, and I just want always to be a little boy and to have fun. But Peter? No. And so the others had to be told. Peter isn't coming. Peter not coming. They gazed blankly at him, their sticks over their backs, and on each stick a bundle. Their first thought was that if Peter was not going, he had probably changed his mind about letting them go. But he was far too proud for that. If you find your mothers, he said darkly, I hope you will like them. The awful cynicism of this made an uncomfortable impression, and most of them began to look rather doubtful. After all, their faces said, were they not noodles to want to go? Now then, cried Peter, no fuss, no blubbering. Goodbye, Wendy. And he held out his hand cheerily quite as if they must really go now, for he had something important to do. She had to take his hand, and there was no indication that he would prefer a thimble. You will remember about changing your flannels, Peter, she said, lingering over him. She was always so particular about their flannels. Yes. And you will take your medicine? Yes. That seemed to be everything and an awkward pause followed. Peter, however, was not the kind that breaks down before other people. Are you ready, Tinkerbell? he called out. Aye, aye. Then lead the way. Tink darted up the nearest tree, but no one followed her. For it was at this moment that the pirates made their dreadful attack upon the redskins. Above, where all had been so still, the air was rent with shrieks and the clash of steel. Below, there was dead silence. Mouths opened and remained open. Wendy fell on her knees 
but her arms were extended towards Peter. All arms were extended to him, as if suddenly, blown in his direction, they were beseeching him mutely not to desert them. As for Peter, he seized his sword, the same, he thought, he had slain barbecue with, and the lust of battle was in his eye. End of chapter 11